Can I rant for a second? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some random hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized that people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. That's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? Shh. Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC terms apply. Did you know that 46% of us don't take all our vacation days? Even though it's been proven that taking time off to play makes us more productive. In California, no matter where you go, you'll find play. Explore a redwood forest, immerse yourself in art galleries, or just park yourself in a beach chair and chill. Play is everywhere in California, so take some well-deserved playtime off and discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey guys, it's Zach and Donald here. Uh, we have a bit of bad news. It's, it was just brought to our attention that Sam Lloyd, who plays Ted the lawyer on our show, passed away. And... For me, this is this is really this is this is heartbreaking. Sam was a very very uh, amazing person, and he used to he had a, a we talk about it on the podcast, but he was a part of a band called the Blanks, and I remember realizing that Sam wasn't just a really funny actor, but he was also a really talented singer and. I played basketball with him and he was a very good basketball player and you know he was also a good friend and he was the nicest man I I think I've ever met. He was so sweet and kind and just loved to laugh. I mean when you know he would come on and play that super nerdy lawyer character but he would we would all just crack up so hard with with Sam. And interestingly enough he was a really good basketball player, right Donald? I mean I know you He guys was an play- amazing basketball player. I remember I was uh, I used to play in this league called the NBA Entertainment League, and the only qualification that you needed to have to be in the NBA Entertainment League was be in the entertainment industry. And I would try to recruit Sam every uh, Sunday to play for my team, and he would say no because the Patriots are playing, and I can't miss the Patriots play. And I just thought he would be such like he would be such a he would be such a secret weapon because nobody would assume that Sam Lloyd could play basketball that well. And he was a assassin on the court. He was a killer on the court. Yeah. And I, and I, and like his character, I know that he 
found love, true love later in, in life and just had a baby. And, and he, you know, this was caused by a, a tumor in his brain and uh, he had been fighting it a long time. And I actually saw him uh, within the last six months or so and he looked great. He looked amazing. And I, I didn't want to talk about, you know, I stayed, I danced around it because I didn't want to bring up the subject if he didn't want to talk about it. And he just looked fully recovered. And uh, today he finally lost his battle with cancer. That's yeah, it's heartbreaking. So it um, really we 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 love him, and and uh, and we know the fans do. And uh, so this is very sad. So if you guys want to uh, contribute to help his uh, wife and baby, I myself have already given to it, and Joelle is going to uh, let us know if anyone wants the link at GoFundMe is a little confusing. So just search uh, Sam Lloyd GoFundMe, and and you'll find it. And and Joelle will also put it in the description of the uh, episode this week. So. We love you, Sam. We love you, Sam. And uh, and 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 I'm sure anyone listening here can attest to how hard that fella made us laugh. And uh, and I know for sure that he made a difference in a lot of people's lives because uh, we all need to laugh. And Sam made us laugh. So now we're going to switch tones and uh, and in the spirit and honor of of Sammy, we are going to uh, go into episode. So here we go. We just did a, a sort of a drinks. Thing where like you know nine people get together, you make a special cocktail and just kind of all shoot the shit o- over Zoom. It was fun. Wow. Maybe we could do that to Giddy. I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind that at all. You know what? Speaking of drinking, I've it's come to my attention thanks to social media that every time I say you know what I mean, some people online are playing a drinking game and are oh, taking really? shots. Yeah. Now here's the thing. I listen. We listen to all the podcasts, right? Do you because say you know what I mean a lot? I mean, I just I, that's I just the way you. I don't know how anyone. I don't know how anyone can make it through the podcast <laughs> without being on the floor drunk, dude. How does that happen? I think it's because I'm just used to. That's just the way you speak. You always say that, or you know what I'm saying, or like, you know what I'm saying, right? Right, right. First of all, I'm sorry. I didn't realize. No, I don't said mess it that up. Much. Don't mess up their drinking game. I'm still gonna say that shit. But yeah. <laughs> whoever can make it through the podcast, whoever has made it through the podcast after saying, after me saying, you know what I mean. I'm sorry, but right. you have a problem. Right. <laughs> and once quarantine is over, let's address it. Well, I'm just honored that people are doing drinking games related to the podcast. That's exciting. There's no way anyone can make it through this podcast with me saying, you know what I mean, without being so drunk that they can't move anymore. There's no Well, way. let's do an Especially informal if count. Shots. Let's do an informal count, uh, you guys, how many times he says, you know what I mean, in this episode, and then we'll know how drunk people are going to get. Right on. I like right. that idea. There's I a lot of that idea. Lot if, of you, this... if you guys aren't playing this game, now's the time to get on board. Right. Drink so every time today's gone by. To the light that used to be. be. Let the wine wine of friendship friendship never run dry. Like the wine of friendship never. Listen, here's to you. And here's to me. God, we got to really schedule that full Les Mis episode. I I can't wait for the Les Mis app. I know. And and I want to play Eponine and Cosette. Okay. You can be Javert. <laughs> I want to be Gavroche. <laughs> you want all the major roles. Good evening, dear Inspector. Lovely evening, my dear. Nobody wants to be Javert. Why does anybody ever want I to be Javert? I know this man, my friends, his name's Inspector Javert. So don't believe a word he says, because none of it's true. This only goes to show what little people can do. 
Do little... you hear the people sing? That's going to be hard. We're going to have to do every part. Dan's going to have a lot of mixing to do when we do the big <laughs> act one closer. <laughs> but let's sing the best song in the world. Welcome to Fake Doctors, Real Friends. Count us in, Donald. Five, six, seven, eight. Stories about a show we made about a bunch of docs and nurses and a janitor who loved to hate. I said, here's a story. He sips his wine. What are we drinking today? You know, a lot of discussion. You got it right. It's wine. Wine. Okay. A lot of discussion on what will Donald drink today? Because it's it's, you shake it up. You had you had uh, orange juice tiki. Yeah. And you had. uh, I just love that. In my mind, you're just going through an empty liquor cabinet and seeing what's left. You know, I made a supermarket run. I gloved up. Yeah, I gloved up. I masked up, and you know, got a bunch of food and some libation for said occasion that we are doing right now good uh i also yeah you know joe rogan one of his sponsors is alpha brain what's alpha brain it's like this pill that you take that you know helps you focus so joe rogan's marketing worked on you and you bought it and i bought it so do you feel smarter i don't know if i feel smarter but I'm definitely more conscious of how many times I'm going to say, you know what I mean today. How about that? <laughs> All right. Well, the real test is if you say, you know what I mean, or you know what I'm saying less, right. then Joe Rogan's magical pill is working on you. It could be a placebo effect or it could actually be real. If it is real, Alpha Brain, we would love to market your product as well. Oh, my God. It's funny. Yeah, I, I've been I've been listening to podcasts more and more since we've been doing this one. And it's funny hearing all the different things people sell. And, uh, yeah, there's a handful of products I'm like, I've wanted to try too because people are like good, especially since a lot of people, like I imagine we are as we start to do advertising, we, we've told iHeart and everyone we're only going to want to sell things that we really like or believe in. And so when like, you know, Pete Holmes is telling you, like, honestly about this product he tried and really liked it. I'm like, yeah, I want to try that. <laughs> like, it's like a genuine testimonial. And I've been right. walking around the house, and I'm like, there's things in my house that are so good. And I said to to my gal, I said, you know, I could do an ad for this sponge. This sponge is so good. <laughs> you I'm always like, go back to dishes. Look at you. I do that so is- many dishes. I don't know what it is about quarantine, but I do so many dishes. I mean, does everyone else out there feel like you're doing dishes for like a quarter of the day? There's so many dishes. <laughs> the the worst part is is you clean your kitchen only to cook in it right uh, right away again. You know what I, I know. mean? My dad told me this story about he was he was in the, the military and he had he was had dish duty. Or, you know, and he cleaned a pot that was like, you know, that you'd f- literally feed an army with. It was like, you know, a four foot pot or something. And he said he spent hours and he'd finally get all the grime off. And he finally he was so proud of himself. It was like a giant task. And he'd hang it up on the hook. And just as he hung it up, some guy would take it off and put it back on the stove. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how I feel at my house. Right on. Right on. Um, you know what? But anyway, yeah. But you're being fed. I'm being fed very well, and I do feel like uh, this isn't an ad, but I'm telling you, this Scrub Daddy sponge, I could Mm. do an ad for it. I I really stand by. When I look at my whole whole, uh, palette of tools for cleaning all these pots and pans, my go-to is the Scrub Daddy. And coincidentally, it's got scrub in the title. These fuckers should be advertising with us. (laughs) Joelle, call Scrub Daddy. (laughs) 
Let's get into this, right? Janae Bakken wrote us. Yeah, Thanksgiving. Yes, the Thanksgiving episode written by Janae. Janae Who you went to to college with. Janae went to Northwestern, so like me, so we know that she's very smart. Did you guys go at the uh, same time? We did. I don't think we really knew. I think we were acquaintances there. Um, I also, you know, both Carrie Brothers and Josh Radin went there, Mm -hmm. and I knew them as acquaintances. Well, there are and a lot of people that went to Northwestern, dude. That's like I know. The, there's a whole Northwestern Hollywood mafia because they have a very good film and TV program. But it's funny. Two of my best friends went there, and I was just barely acquaintances with them there. And now we're as close as close can be with you. you that's you, great. You're, yeah. you're the close friend that didn't go to Northwestern. I love those guys, too. Did you go oh to the gosh. performing arts, arts high school, by the way? I didn't. I went to professional children's school. Shout out to the professional children's school. I, uh, you know, is that the I fame high school? No, I didn't get into the fame high school. I auditioned oh. for it and I tried. I could picture you dancing on a cab like they do, like Leroy did in, in in fame. I would have loved to have been Leroy and danced on top of a cab in any type of fame production. <laughs> growing up in uh, New York City and knowing that the school was right up the block from where I lived. So you had to audition and you didn't get in? I did not get in. You know, auditioning is tough because it's like one moment and you got to nail it. And this was, you know, we're all very young and a lot of people prepared a lot more than I did. And I thought I was just going to get by. I had already worked and everything like that. And I thought I was going to get by just on the fact that I, I was a working actor mm-hmm. already. And right. I remember really wanting to go to that school and I didn't get into LaGuardia, and all my friends got into LaGuardia, which is the Fame High School in New York. And my mom was like, there's another school uh, called the Professional Children's School, but it's a private school. And if you go there, you're going to have to work and get jobs in New York to pay for school. Mm. And I was like, oh, that sounds way more enticing than going and, you know, I'd be a professional already. And so throughout high school... I did commercials and stuff like that. Oh, so, so you paid for your own? Uh, so I could pay for my education. Yeah, that's interesting. I never, I never heard of someone who paid for their own high school work. Well, I was, I had already been working as an actor. So when I went to that school, there were a bunch of kids like me who did that. So like, you look at the the people that went to that school. It's like Scarlett Johansson, Malcolm Jamal Warner. Uh, I mean, pretty much everybody that was on the Cosby Show went to that school. Mm-hmm. Macaulay Culkin, Sarah and Michelle Gellar, Jerry with some of these Were you friends with some of these folks? All of these people, you know, oh. uh, I remember, I remember when I, I, I didn't know Scarlett cause Scarlett's a lot younger than me, but I, uh, uh, you know, the year I got there, Malcolm Jamal Warner and Tempest Bloodsoe had just graduated mm-hmm. and they were on the Cosby show. And I remember Anthony Michael Hall went there and I thought that was wow. the coolest thing ever because him and the other kid from Weird Science went there. And that was one of my favorite movies of all time. Me too. Back in the day. All right, let's get back to this. So Janae, okay. yeah, Janae. who you went to college with. Yes. But I want to talk about one more thing before that. When you saw Fame and you saw Leroy, Fame the movie, were you like, oh my God, I want to be Leroy? No, I was never like, oh my God, I want to be Leroy. Because Leroy was a dancer, because you weren't really a dancer, although you are a dancer. No, that's not why. Leroy was a very tough kid, dude, and, you know, had a switchblade, had a bunch of knives under his jacket and stuff like that. Like, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Well, you grew up in Hell's Kitchen. I I mean, did you? Yeah, absolutely. I grew up in Hell's Kitchen, and, and Hell's Kitchen is a very tough neighborhood. And, you know, there are a lot of other very, very, very tough neighborhoods in New York City. And so... I just remember looking back at fame and being like, if I could be anybody, I want to be Bruno because he played the music and got to hang out with Irene Cara mm-hmm. for the whole 
movie. They were like tight and best friends because he had the music and she could sing. And that's how the song Fame comes about, where Bruno's dad is in the middle of the street. For the children, if you're not following, you need to watch a very special cab. film called Fame. Playing Fame. on his speaker. How did Fame. he get those speakers to get that loud? That's what I want to know. In the middle of wherever you know the school was at the time, his dad pulls up and blares Fame. I'm going to, and out of nowhere, people are dancing, come out of the school and are dancing on top of the cab yeah. and on top of other cars. And uh, how did he I, get this? Well, I was so young when I saw that movie, and I was like, this is a real school? Like, you can dance in the streets? <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, I don't know much about the school because, as I said, I didn't get in. I know. And I that, know. those were one of the reasons why I wanted to get in. I just wanted to break out in the middle of song right, in the cafeteria, did. just like out of nowhere. I'm hungry for steak. And you wanted Debbie Allen to be giving you the monologue. I got to meet Debbie Allen. You did? Did she do the I, monologue for you? Did I, you she didn't, but she called me Leroy accidentally in the middle of no! a take of the movie. That's yes. fucked up. Oh, my God. You can check it out. Okay, so I did this movie called Next Day Air, and it's with me, Mostef, uh, Mike Epps, Wood Harris. A bunch of people are in it. Lauren London, like a bunch of people are in it, right? And it takes place in Philadelphia, and I'm a... I deliver packages. So the the name of the movie is Next Day Air, and the name of the company in the movie that I worked for was NTA, right? And the manager of the company was Debbie Allen, who played my mom who gave me the job at the company, right? My character's mom. Following and you. We're, and we're doing the scene, and she's, you know, yelling at me uh, like she did to Leroy all the time. Uh-huh. And in the middle of yelling at me, she goes, Leroy, boy. <laughs> and I was like, what? Wow. <laughs> I mean, did you think it was an honor? I would have thought it was an honor. I was so excited and so happy that I broke out yeah. into song. Did, what, you start, what did you start singing fame? I'm going to live forever. I knew right then and there. That's incredible. <laughs> I mean, what an honor. Yeah, it was amazing. I anyway. think it's in the, I think it's in, if they do the, gag reel in the credits like most movie like a lot of movies do mm. then it's there or it might be on the dvd there or know, whatever everybody. it is but seek yes out seek out the gag reel of next day air and you'll yes. get to see debbie allen call donald leroy yes best day of my life <laughs> can we get into the episode for god's sakes absolutely elodie keen directed it elodie only directed one episode of uh of scrubs but um but did lots of other shows uh, just looking at her credits on imdb she's done many many a show and had emmy nominations for la law and she uh did a lot of glee but with us she was only uh one around episode. once you know the first thing that happens in this episode that is beautiful is deontay gordon at 16 seconds in immediately as you hand him he hands you a drink as a matter of fact he does. As you walk into a bar. That was also very interesting for me because around that time, I was definitely your best wingman when it came to yes, going this was real out life. about. Talk about yeah. real life because I was nerdy and had no game. And uh, this scene well, is. I don't know if you had no game, but. Well, I was sh- I was shyer than you and you were very. I just extra- had been out. I just had been in Hollywood a little bit longer as as a working actor than you had at that moment in time. But you were very confident, and this scene is definitely in, in the spirit of our real lives. But wait, before we get to you chatting up the uh, for wingmanning for me, so you guys, at 16 seconds, the guy who hands me a beer is Deontay Gordon, and he, not only was he Donald's stand-in for the entire run of the show, but he was a very good friend of ours, is a good friend of ours, and Donald plays golf with him still all the time. Actually, Deontay and I met on 
Clueless, the television show. Uh-huh. And he wasn't my stand-in, but he did background on that one. And then he went over and was doing stand-in work over on Sabrina, the Teenage Witch. And when I went and did Sabrina, the Teenage Witch, he was my stand-in for that. And I had known him from doing Clueless. And I was like, dude, if I get anything else, you're coming with me. Oh, and great. so he, stu- he stood in for me for quite a few... So- for those of you who don't know, the um, the stand-ins are are uh, what happens. Is we 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 block out. We do we figure out where we're going to go and, and all, where we're all going to stand in rehearsal and where the cameras are going to move. They put uh, marks on the ground, and then while we go off and go to hair and makeup or, or or do other learn our lines and do other stuff, the the stand-ins stand in our places and do all the blocking so that the cameramen can light them and can uh, can practice the camera moves and all that stuff. And they're supposed to be. Roughly your skin tone and roughly your same height. Well, but because Deontay was Donald's friend, he was standing in for him. But Deontay literally was so much shorter than Donald that they built special shoes for him. I don't know how high those platforms were. Do you remember he would wear them? Yeah. Well, him and JK wore them too for when, because JK would stand in for Cox and he would stand in for the janitor. Right. So he had special shoes for when he had to stand in for the janitor. Right. Exactly. And, 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 And they made it so that Deontay was my height. Uh, Because he's a little bit shorter than I am. Yeah. And I remember one night we were filming an episode, the Christmas episode, where he has to run, and they made him run in those damn shoes. And I was like, dude, please don't, please (laughs) don't twist your ankle. He's gonna fall ass. Don't die, dude. Uh, I just remember it was funny watching those guys uh, in their giant platform boots, (laughs) looking like Frankenstein, the Frankenstein shoes. So yeah, so Deontay Gordon, man, holy cow. He's a it's great guy, and you know the stand-ins. Dude. The stand-ins for all all of our uh, stand-ins for for the main cast were were there all the time, and we we were, became really good friends with them, and we would go out to bars with them, and we would hang out with them. And I know, still when, hang out with Deontay. He and I play golf quite a bit. He Scott Rabadou was my stand-in, and we um and we could never find him, so we made up a song. Do you remember the song? Rab uh, Rabadou Rabadou. Oh, where, where is Rabadou? He's Rabadou Rabadou. Where is Rabadou? Uh, you know. Deontay was always punctual, so we. Yes. I'll, <laughs> but uh, Scott Harris, who was one of our first ads, and Frank uh, Cameron, who's better known as Doctor Mickhead, mm-hmm. we all play golf together. Well, not right now because we're quarantined. I hope I didn't say Frank's last name wrong because I called him Frank Mickhead all the time. But uh, right. you anyway. call him Frank Mickhead to his face. Absolutely. He's Does he like that? Does he like that? Mickhead is a big deal, dude. Mickhead. Mick does Mickhead does Mickhead get recognized out in the world? Do people go Mickhead? When he go, I'm, I'm sure when he goes to his home, uh, he's from Canada originally. I mm-hmm. bet you they know who he is in Canada, and I bet you there are a lot of Scrubs fans. If they saw him, they'd be like, "Holy shit, that's Mickhead!" I was watching a movie, and and Beard Fosse was prominently featured as a background person. I, I was some Skyfall. Huge... He's in Skyfall on an airplane. No, no. he's on a train. He's I on a train. A, I think it was a David Fincher movie. Um, one of the big David Fincher movies, and there's an airplane, and the camera is going into the star, whoever it is, and it goes right by Beard Fosse, and I was yeah, like, screamed. I, I was like, Beard Fosse! Yeah, I think it might. I truly believe it might have been Skyfall. Okay, but uh, well, yeah, Beard so Fosse I play golf with those guys, and we get it in. Mickhead is a really good golfer. He's and so Scott Harris, believe it or not. Really? Yeah. And so, and so are you, Deontay. I know you're listening right now. You're a good golfer, too. Yes, you too, Deontay. You know, I told everyone in the audience about lens spiking, and, how, and, I, and I happen to find at 19 seconds in, there's a guy in a yellow shirt. You're going to see it, bam, right into the lens. Bam. The show barely started. Someone spiking the lens. <laughs> 
Also, lo- yeah, go ahead. Do you remember what up, dog? <laughs> yeah, what is that? I don't know where we start, but we started doing that, and it it was one of those things that we would do to annoy uh, the crew. Right. Or maybe even the directors where we'd always be like, what up, dog? And you do it that. in the episode. Oh, when I, you do walk I do it in, right here when I walk in? And you say, what up, what dog? Up, I, I laughed out loud when I go, mm, Jennifer. <laughs> when I see the, the pretty girl. You're Homer Simpson? Mm, yeah, donuts. it's like it's like, it's, yeah, it's exactly <laughs> like that. In my VO, you hear, mm, Jennifer. Um, also Fat Albert cast, Fat Albert cast. Holy cow. Now I didn't really know. I know what Fat Albert is, but I never watched it. Did you watch it? I grew up on Fat Albert, Fat Albert and the Brown Hornet. That was the, so Fat Albert was the show and inside of the show, Fat Albert, they would jet to the clubhouse in the junkyard to watch the Brown Hornet, which was another show, but this one's about a superhero. Uh, and so Fat Albert and the gang after they did, like, it was like, Bill Cosby was like, not only is Fat Albert going to be a prominent story on the Fat Albert show, but mm-hmm. we're going to introduce another story called uh, The Brown Hornet. And The Brown Hornet uh, was a superhero, obviously. I used to love Fat Albert and the Cosby kids. What would the, what would the, what would, now Cosby would do how many of the voices? He did all of them, I think. All well, of I, them? I, no, I don't know about all of them, but he did most of them. I don't know if he did... I don't oh, well. know if he did Rudy, but he definitely did Fat Albert. He I definitely did Russell. Do, do your Mushmouth impersonation. Bill Cosby definitely did uh, Mushmouth. My be folks be. I be going <laughs> to be. The bargaining the base be bent. The buy be me be. The biggest base be bent. And what would happen in an episode of Fat Albert? Like, what, what was the premise? They would just get like, into they hijinks? Went through, like they went kids? through. Well, yeah, but it was also le- uh, lessons. Right. Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, regardless of what people might think of Bill Cosby right now and how they, you know, view him. Right. For well, we don't edu- have to talk edu- about we don't have to talk about what we learned about Bill Cosby, but back in the day, he right. created this educational wise. Yeah. He was, you know, he he educated a lot of young people. You know, there were picture pages. There was so many things. So the that, show was educational for young. Kids. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Right. Well, I used I'm to love to Bill Cosby, and the, and the one thing was Rudy. If I'm right, if I'm if I remember correctly, Rudy was the one that hung out with these guys who had a little bit of money already. Everybody else is broke except for Rudy. So when they would go to the junkyard, they were a junkyard band, right? Mm-hmm. And so when they would cut to the junkyard band, Rudy actually had an electric guitar and he would be jamming with them while everybody else is playing trash from the junkyard. Right. But could were they good on the trash when they played? Oh it? yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you ever listen to Fat Albert. What did Joel say? Bill, Bill did, did a lot, lot of the voices, voices, but not all. Uh, Thank if you, you ever watched Fat Albert, the music was always on point. It was for me. It was really awesome to see brown people, to see black people on television right. during you know the Smurfs and and all of these other shows where yeah. it wasn't where you couldn't see that. Right, exactly. And and uh, and then they made a movie, a live action movie with Keenan. Yes, I never saw it. I mean, I I I, I think Keenan's fucking hilarious, but I never. saw They it had before. a lot of very talented, very funny, very very funny. Uh, people in that movie. Yeah. Um, Keenan's hilarious. You know, he was in um, my film um, Going in Style, and he came in, and one day, and his scene was to just, he's supposed to be, you know, disciplining, if you will. Uh, He's a store manager that's caught Morgan Freeman, Michael Caine, and Alan Arkin uh, shoplifting in his grocery store. 
And he came in and just, it was so funny, the shit he was doing. And then at a certain point, I had this idea, like, I'll bet if we talk about stand-ins, I'll bet if we bring in the stand-ins for these three guys who are so intimidating, when I put the cameras on Keenan, he'll be even more free to just go nuts. So I pulled the, the, the legends out and put in their stand-ins. We shot over their shoulders. And Keenan was just, now that he wasn't like, you know, like anyone would be intimidated by Michael K. Morgan Freeman. Alan I don't Morgan. think he was intimidated by them, but he definitely doesn't want to hurt their feelings. <laughs> intimidated may be the wrong word, but you know what I mean? Like I personally, if I was the actor, would feel way more free to riff if I'm talking to Morgan Freeman's stand-in and I'm not like, in, you know, in my head about it. Right. And so my point is he came up with the funniest shit and I put a well, lot of Keenan is amazing. I've known him since we were really young. He might have been a teenager when I was like in my early 20s and I moved out to Los Angeles and yeah. I was doing Clueless, the television show, and he was doing all that. Mm. And... You know, it's it's really interesting when you when you meet people and then they wind up being on the one of the funniest shows in the history of shows. You know what I mean? Right. We've been fortunate enough to know quite a few people. You know what I mean? And Keenan's one of those people that, you know, when we were younger, you knew that he was going to be. I didn't know he was going to be on Saturday Night Live, but I knew he was always going to be uh, working in this industry because he was always funny and he's so yeah. talented. You yeah, know I mean? I, I, he's one of those people I just root for. I love, I love that he's done so well and uh, he fucking kills me on SNL. He crushes so it, dude. He is a comedic genius. Can I rant for a second? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some random hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized that people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. That's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? Shh. Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC terms apply. Tacovas are one of my favorite boot brands. They're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've made some innovations in comfort, style, and service. These boots are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. Whenever I slip on my Tacova's boots, I feel the cowboy magic, Donald. They're tough enough for getting dirty, but classic and stylish enough for a night out on the town. If you ever wonder if you can pull off cowboy boots, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas. You'll see. They'll become your new favorite footwear. Cowboys knew what they were doing when they invented Western wear. If you can't make it into a store, Tacovas delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit Tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west. As a special opportunity for our listeners, Tacovas has said they will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 on Tacovas.com. Just use code REALFRIENDS at checkout. That's R-E-A-L. F-R-I-E-N-D-S. It's about a $30 value and they sell fast, so there are always new styles and looks. Again, for a limited time, just enter code REALFRIENDS at checkout to add a free logo hat to your order as a one-time gift from Tacovas. only at tacovas.com.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. So Sarah Chalk is, uh, I, I'm, I've, I've got an appendicitis and Sarah Chalk is uh, touching my body. There's, there's not that much sexual tension really between us yet, I'm finding. Although in, I, do, I do at the end of the episode reference that, you know, I have feelings for her. But it's interesting that, that uh, it feels like Bill turned down like any sexual tension at this point. You know, he, you know, he, he was going to have JD go date a bunch of other women. But Sarah doesn't seem sort of jealous that I that you you tell her that I was you know flirting with some girl or you know that, that and then when she's you know examining me and I'm naked we just go right to all the jokes of you know the freezing how cold rough thing. she is right. right speaking of freezing cold how long did it take to put that ice makeup on dude forever man and I noticed I have two of those in this episode two full body uh, makeup things and they right. they would take like a half they would take hours and hours to do. And uh, it would looked great though, didn't it? They it did. It looked really cool. Yeah, they did a that great w- job. But and I think Sarah, this came from Sarah genuinely having freezing hands, right? I wrote that down. She truly has cold hands, if I remember yeah. correctly. Yes, her hands right. are always freezing. She runs I, cold. I don't think her blood reaches her extremities. <laughs> <laughs> I think her hands are like blue. <laughs> I wouldn't be. I, you might be right. They might always be blue. They yeah. might always be blue. No, this I just remember. Not- I, I, I sorry. I just want to say that this is like you know, Bill would take things from our real lives. Like I'm sure Donald and I going out to the club, and Sarah having ice cold hands. Like, but when I when I when I saw this, I was like, I'm pretty sure as I remember, Sarah had freezing hands. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. This is also the episode where I, it it feels like Bill realized somewhere along the line that Ken Jenkins is a comedic genius. Amazing. Because yes. now he's starting to really stretch his comedic skills. And yeah. You're seeing a lot of funny jokes from Ken throughout the show. Yeah. Uh, Ken's got a big part in this episode, and I thought he was very, very funny. And, uh, and I just don't, I, I didn't recall Cox's mentor coming in. I didn't either. remember that storyline at all. It's the only time I can remember in, in nine years where he has a mentor that he's trying to impress. So much right. of the show is he's our mentor and we're all trying to live up impress to his him. expectation. Right. Yeah. And I was struck as we were watching it going, oh, this is early on and we're seeing someone that he so badly, I mean, he does, we did that fantasy where he's doing all these gymnastic flips. flips. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, which Johnny probably could do, although I'm sure that was a stunt double. But Johnny's the kind of guy who's like, give me a week, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> and his baseball field out there doing flips. Right. He actually wears a baseball jersey in this episode for the whole episode. What is that jersey? Did you know what I that was? I have no idea. That's a question we should ask Bill right now. Bill, what okay. is that jersey? Joel, can you ask uh, Uncle Bill 
what the heck was the thinking behind the random baseball jersey that Johnny C wears throughout this episode? Man, I don't know what that jersey was. Johnny C changed his jerseys all the time. He rarely asked permission. It was always for some athlete or team that he liked. For It was Jeremy Shockey for a second. And then it was Chris Chelios, who I believe is a, a close friend of his. But uh, I just kind of let Johnny own his character. And I'm calling him Johnny because he calls me Billy. I think it's turnabout's fair play. Very interesting. Also, you know, Bill tells a story about how the show is written about him and his best friend and how he thought it would be one of the most scariest experiences of his life waking up from surgery and uh his best friend standing over him who he's you know drank beers and has blacked out has gotten blacked out drunk with yeah this it's now coming to fruition right, right. here right, right. now you yeah know you're I mean? right yeah he always he always mentioned that and so it didn't take him long to make that a storyline <laughs> which leads to probably one of the greatest exchanges in scrubs history that's in this episode which is should we recreate it for everybody I get to cut. I get to no. cut. What? Well, do that. You tell me what it is so we can. At 1955, I want you inside of me. I want to <laughs> be the one inside I of you. I want to be the one inside of you. If I ever have surgery again, I want you to be the one inside of me. I want to be the one inside of you. <laughs> <laughs> oh and which God. leads to, which leads to. He's the only one who's ever been inside of me. <laughs> but by the way, the funniest part of that dude is the the geniusness of keeping that fat Albert fat Albert runner going, and then it cuts to them, and you're in there, and everyone's laughing, and then they stop cold. Right, pause. Yeah, like what? <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> that was really clever to, to then go to a third time to the fat Albert cast and have everyone just be laughing and then stop. Randall Winston. Plays the one with the giant uh, mask on his face. Oh, really? That's Randall, Randall Winston, Winston, who was our one of our producers, who we told you always played death because he was very tall. And uh, there he is, uh, showing up again as one of the. Fat, would you remember that character's name? The Cosby uh, Kids. Oh man, there was Yuckmouth, Rudy, Russell, Bill, wow. Dumb Donald. I that which was the I hated that character's did, name. Did people did people call you Dumb Donald? Just thank goodness no. But there was Dumb Donald, Bucky. Weird Harold, something like that. Weird Harold, yes! <laughs> oh, jo- Joelle's pointing at you. Weird Harold. I remembered! Weird yes! Harold is the guy who wears the mask? Yes. Was it ever explained why he wears a mask? No, I, it might have been. I don't remember. We'd have to go back and look at, a, at that show. Okay. But uh, yeah, that's who, is it Weird Harold? Am I right? So Dumb Donald is the one with the hat. Weird Harold is a super tall one. With the curly hair. Oh, okay. So Dumb Donald's the one with the mask. Yeah, yeah, with the hat mask that's pulled down over his eyes. That's Dumb Donald. Maybe I did like Dumb Donald because that was also very. He talked like. Then he talked like this. I, could I would be like wrong. to see you. I bet everyone would like to see you do a Fat Albert episode. I auditioned play. for the. I auditioned for the Fat Albert movie. I wanted to be Rudy. Everybody wanted to be Rudy. Everybody wanted to be Rudy. Who got it? I forgot who got that. Do you remember? We that? could look that up. Okay. God, we're giving Joelle a lot of assignments today. Joelle, in the live-action movie, that wheelchair wheelie, I thought to myself, is Donald really doing that? Because I was impressed. I don't think you did. I didn't? Well, I was was asking myself, because it was pretty impressive. You held it a long time. And then when it falls over at 6.55, you can see sort of training wheel things on the (laughs) wheelchair. (laughs) I love how you're like, I did do it. 
if you pause I, if you pause I didn't it like do it. I know you don't remember, but if you pause it like 655, which I did, um, you can see like on there, there's like these like stuntman special wheels. So you had training wheels full. That's crazy. Uh, Rudy was played by uh, Shed Rack Anderson III. Okay. That's in the live action movie? Okay. I don't think that's real. Is Donald's, it? Donald's questioning your. Uh, I don't know. He was also, know? I know the guy that played Rudy was also in uh, Dreamgirls. Well,. Joelle, see if Shedrack Anderson III was in Dreamgirls. So uh, this is according to IMDb 2004 live action Rudy is Shedrack. Old Rudy? Because I see some of these guys have. Oh, that might have been young Rudy or something. Yeah. Just go to Dreamgirls. The dude who was in Dreamgirls played Rudy. I'm pretty sure of it. The one that was always with Jamie Foxx. Okay, give me two seconds to... Uh, you work on that, Joel. Anyway. So, Donald, it's 6.57 when I'm watching the TV in my hospital room right before the janitor takes it away. That's I'm doing all the voices in that TV show. All right, No, I did a couple of them, too. It's Jerry Springer. I cut oh. you! I cut you, man! Uh, that, oh, that, are you, you the one? The, you did the I'll cut you. I'm the, I'm the dude that's the boyfriend. I played the boyfriend. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I didn't know it was both of us. I thought it was just me. No, so yeah. I'm, am I the man or the woman? I don't even remember. You're, you're the woman. I'll cut you! I'll cut you! I will yeah. cut you! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that should have been a funny runner that whenever there was a TV show on and you didn't see it, it was our voices. It I was our voices maybe, doing it. I think that may be the only time we did it. Well, Danny, that was one thing Danny would do. He would be like, you guys want to, you want to, he would even let me hear what you did. So I knew everything that you were going to say. And then I said something to match what you would say. This is probably very first season when we were just so excited to do anything. Whereas Yeah, after that it was just like, please, no, Danny, I don't want to do anything. Cut to later, we're like, please, we got to go home. Yeah. But season one, we're like, do you need me to do any other voices? (laughs) I could do the TV voices. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um, speaking of late night sketch shows, yeah, Michael McDonald, yeah. is on this episode from Mad TV. He went on to direct episodes for Scrubs. Yes, he did, and, and he I came thought, back yeah. as that character again. Yes, and I thought this was the one where he was going to say his most famous line: "I broke my penis." Right, <laughs> but it wasn't that one. No, it wasn't that one. This is the introduction for that character. He's but very I'm- funny and a very sweet man. By the way, what's the what's the you know what I mean count? Is anyone keeping track? Has Donald I said, you said have I said oh, you know what I mean? You've today? ruined the drinking game for people. Have I said it today? I've been you know what trying. I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean. I remember when you came into work one day and you're like, you know what the new thing? Like Donald would always tell me, like, what the you know, I'm just like You know what I'm saying has always been going no, on. No, but dude, I remember when you came in one day and you were like, because Donald would always keep me abreast of like, you know, the new the new cool saying. The new like, slang. Yeah, and he'd be like, you know what the new thing is? That's what's up. <laughs> that's what's up. And you used remember to th- that's what's up, dude. I remember you coming in, me like you were like giving your nerdy white friend an insider info. You're like, hey, just so you know, like like with little, like with your hand over your mouth, like don't tell anyone. But the new thing is that's what's up. Right. And you to this day you say that's what's up all that's the time. That's what's up all the time. <laughs> that's what's up is is the. That is what is up. You dude. use it like for everything. It's like you know, you know how like in in the Smurfs they'd be like, "I smurfed him, uh, Papa Smurf." You, D- Donald, it's like a universal expression. You'd be like, you, Donald, be like, "How you doing?" I'm like, "I'm great, man. I'm just feeling good. Just did a big workout. That's what's up." <laughs> because that is what's up. Yeah, and you're like, "Hey, man, what are you doing? You want to go out to dinner? Yeah, let's do it. That's what's up. That's what's up." <laughs> Keep it one hundred. That's what's up. That's what's up. Keep it one hundred. Replace. Keep it real. Uh, so I'm just looking at what Joel said. The guy from Dreamgirls was Keith Robinson, and he yes, played Keith. Bill. Yes, Keith. Keith and he Robinson. played Bill. 
Ah, he played Bill. So then who played Rudy? Oh, you already said it. Shedrack Anderson III. Come on, yes. try and keep up, Donald. That's what's up. That's what's up. You know what I mean? No, I didn't. No, well, you, Zach you said can't that. drink. You don't drink if I say it, everybody. Zach said that, not me. Yeah, so A23 is the second full body makeup thing in right. full bronze. All gold. All yeah. bronze. All bronze, I believe. Yeah, that took that took some time, as you can imagine, getting your full body bronze. Well, you didn't have your whole though. body head on. No, had, well, you still look skinny, man. Well, they didn't do like my penis, but they, they put on like a you know banana hammock, right. a bronze banana hammock. They had to do everything. For those of you who can't see Zach Braff right now, my buddy works out every day. He eats healthy. He has someone making him meals right now. Well, you make it sound like, I, well, I do have a chef, but it's my girlfriend. It's not like I've hired a chef. I have an amazing- I didn't say, uh, I, didn't, my I wasn't going to get into all of chef. that. I wasn't going to get into any of that. All I was saying- are you, are you looking at my muscles right now, aren't you? Yeah, you, I have you something got some embar- I have something embarrassing to say, though. So I bought this. This is a, um, a, a Black Widow tank top. Nice. Have um, you seen Black Widow yet? I can't comment on that. But this, this is a, a Black Widow tank top uh, with, with Yelena on it. And I thought it would be fun to, to order it. And, oh, uh, so her character's name is Yelena? Yeah, I think that's public. It is better it? be. It better be. We got to edit it out. Joelle's it's public? nodding. Joelle's nodding. Joelle, Joel, you sure about that? It's Yelena? Joelle's Yeah. Joel's we might have an exclusive. <laughs> no. Disney's going to be pissed. No, we'd have to so edit it So is Marvel. Out. So is Marvel. But oh Disney's going to be pissed. No, no. It's public. It's public. Okay. But anyway, so I ordered this tank top because I thought it would be funny and cute. And it, and it came as a, a, it's a women's medium. And it what fits a, you. No, what arrived is a women's like medium or large. And it fits you. My point is, you might think I look particularly muscular today. It's because I'm wearing a a women's medium tank top. (laughs) It doesn't look like it's a medium for a woman. It looks like... Let me look. Let me look. Let me look. It's a women's large. It's a women's large. Okay, there we go. But it has a female cut. You see, like they don't cut men's tank tops like this. They don't? No. But anyway, it's it's all it's all they had. So well, you look good. Coming. You work out every day. Thank and it you, shows. And, and Joelle just said that it is public, so don't get me in trouble. Okay, so, so what's her name again? The only exclusive that you're not getting, which isn't exclusive, is her character's name is Yelena. Yelena. Let's move on. Let's okay. move on. Carla had a funny ass line. You know, we were just talking when Judy was on about how she didn't always get jokes, but I laughed out loud at, at nine minutes when she goes, you don't want a hundred pound white girl mad at you. You'll flinch every time you hear a Range Rover. That was funny. Yeah, it was. <laughs> now, when JD says, do they celebrate Thanksgiving in your homeland? Do we, do we believe that JD, who's uh, gone to med school and is very intelligent, uh, is he just playing a joke or does he seriously not understand that... Uh, I think that, he's. That I think he's from that. that Carla's from Chicago. I think he's being funny. I right. think trying to make her laugh. Yeah, trying to make her laugh, and then yeah. realizes he said a really bad joke because his response. Or is, maybe he's asking the, the Dominican Republic. Is that what? Is that what it is? Well, yeah, she her character is Dominican. Yes, I know. But do you think the character of JD is is trying to be funny, or is he saying to people in the Dominican Republic celebrate Thanksgiving? Maybe. Maybe. Okay. Maybe. Can we talk about how amazing your moonwalking is at 9.25 when you, when you sing I Get to Cut You Open? You know, I worked really hard on moonwalking as a youth. After I saw Michael Jackson do it right. at a very, very, very how young How did you age, learn to do that? Fucking hell, it's so good. You can't moonwalk? I can do a little bit of backwards, but it doesn't look like what you're doing. It, it, you can't it, go it, side to side to side. Dude, is you, it still moonwalking if you're going all around and moving forward? And absolutely. Doing- it's a moonwalk. As long as you're moving backwards... 
like in a backwards direction, even if it's side to side, it's moonwalking. And when you're walking in place, that's considered moonwalking. And Michael We're, Jackson, sorry for this stupid question, did, but did Michael Jackson really invent the moonwalk? No, it was around way before Michael Jackson. Oh, he I feel like a tap it, dancer. I feel like a tap dancer created the moonwalk and Michael Jackson just bit off of it. No, no. So Michael Jackson just made it famous then probably, right? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Motown 25. And he busts into boom. I literally, you literally gave me goosebumps. Right? If you were a break dancer, you knew how to moonwalk. I think I saw break in the movie in the theater. I mean, it was, it was, breaking was such a popular, breakdancing was such a was the West Coast version of breakdancing. And then the East Coast version of breakdancing was Beat Street. Okay, I never saw Beat Street. Did you ever see Beat Street? No. You never saw Beat Street? Beat Street. You never saw Beat Street? No, but I remember Rocksteady Crew. No. All these people were in that bad boy. It was like Breaking all of the, the East movie. Coast. I'm looking it up. Yeah. Breaking the movie was That's a, the was, West Coast. I love that movie. Now, do you remember some of the characters? Ozone. Ozone, Turbo, <laughs> Turbo. Kelly. Turbo. Ozone, Curb, Turbo, Kelly. I just thought these people were so cool when I was a kid. This was 1984. This looks like it came out. And then they and then they did a sequel, Electric Boogaloo. Yeah, Breaking <laughs> 2, The Electric Boogaloo. And that's when they're trying to save the school. They're trying to save the school. If you're a young person listening to this, just know that breakdancing was so popular that they were making breakdancing movies back in the day. And, and Turbo and gets I, hurt, and he winds up in the hospital. Are right, we gonna take a break, bro? We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna moonwalk into a break. Here we go. <laughs> Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to three percent daily cash on every purchase every day. That's three percent on your favorite products at Apple, two percent on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and one percent on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval, terms apply. Tacovas are one of my favorite boot brands. They're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've made some innovations in comfort, style, and service. These boots are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. Whenever I slip on my Tacova's boots, I feel the cowboy magic, Donald. They're tough enough for getting dirty, but classic and stylish enough for a night out on the town. If you ever wonder if you can pull off cowboy boots, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas. You'll see. They'll become your new favorite footwear. Cowboys knew what they were doing when they invented Western wear. If you can't make it into a store, Tacovas delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit Tacovas.com. That's T E C O V A S.com and point your toes west. As a special opportunity for our listeners, Tacovas has said they will throw in one of their best selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 on Tacovas.com. Just use code REALFRIENDS at checkout. That's R E A L F R I E N D S. It's about a $30 value, and they sell fast, so there are always new styles and looks. Again, for a limited time, just enter code REALFRIENDS at checkout to add a free logo hat to your order as a one-time gift from Tacovas. only at Tacovas.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club! 
computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Hey, Joe! Oh, give him his Oprah intro, come on. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Joe Mooney! What's going on, guys? Hi, Joe Mooney. You're out of New York, Joe? Yeah, upstate. Up near Albany. Albany. He's from Albany! You get a car. You get a car. You get a car. Uh, Joe Mooney, welcome to Fake Doctors Real Friends. We are the Fake Doctors Real Friends. I'm sorry I'm wearing a female tank top, but... That's just what's happening today. He quarantine. looks good. Look at the arms. Show him the arms, man. Just well, Joe, these there. arms aren't usually this big, but when you wear a, a woman's uh, tank top, you tend to look a little bit larger. <laughs> you look great as always there, Zach. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Welcome, uh, uh, welcome aboard. Um, do you have any questions for the legendary Donald Faison? I just want to say, first of all, that this is honestly a dream come true. I'm a giant fan of the show, and uh, I got, can't thank you guys enough for having me on. Thank well, you so much. We're just happy to have you, happy to be to doing you. it, man. We, we, you know, people, uh, it's funny on social media, people are, are loving it and, and saying thank you to Donald and I for doing this so much. Whereas Donald and I are like, thank you for having any interest at all because we're both so bored <laughs> in quarantine. The fact that we get to sit around and joke with each other twice a week and the fact that anyone is listening beyond our moms is amazing. So uh, we're my happy. My mom to doesn't like listen it. to the show. We Sorry, beyond my mom. My mom, <laughs> my mom texts me after every episode and it's more interest than in any other thing I've ever done. My mom, my mom like texts me like, oh my God, I loved how Johnny C was calling you Zachy and Donald was so funny today. And I get, I get notes from my mom. I'm sorry. Go ahead, buddy. All right. So first question is when Colin Farrell was on uh, the show, he turned the hospital into just a thirst frenzy. Did the same thing happen on set? And who was the thirstiest for it? Sarah. Sarah was definitely thirsty. <laughs> no, Judy might have been really thirsty no, for Sarah it. Sarah was all Sarah riled was up. Thirsty. Sarah really? was riled up. I mean, I remember awesome. I remember being jealous actually, to be honest. But I mean, I know Colin <laughs> Farrell's Colin Farrell and everything and he's a very handsome man, but I was a very little good like, actor. All right, too. all right. I was like, "Sarah, bring it down. Let's bring it down a little bit." <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I mean, I think all the women were giddy. He's a very, very handsome man and charming and he's right so down. charming. And Colin you know, is, is a huge movie star still. At the time, it was like the height of his explosion. So the fact that he did it, I think he was probably one of the biggest stars we ever had on the show. And I remember just a, just as a, a shout out to Colin, I remember at the time, uh, you know, we, we gave him a chunk of money to be on the show and he gave it all to his charity um, as another testament to his character of being a, a good man. Amazing, dude. That's awesome. Uh, but no, everyone, everyone, including Donald and I, were, were, were a little giddy that Colin was visiting. It's hard to blame you, honestly. No, I mean, come on. 
Do you have another yeah. question? Do you have another question? You yeah, can ask. Sure. You can ask uh, a few. If they're you know bad questions, we'll just edit it out. Don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah. We'll <laughs> just edit the shit out of this. <laughs> so uh, my second question kind of pertains towards uh, Sarah's character Elliot as well. So Elliot is in my personal pantheon of like all time TV crushes. Uh-huh. You know, growing up, I was I was probably like 13, 14, 15 when you know the show was really going. So I was wondering. Who in your minds is in your pantheon of oh, like boy. all-time TV crushes? I've got a couple. I've got wow. a few of them. Okay, and I'll yeah, uh, you start. Lark Voorhees from Saved by the Bell. She played Lisa Turtle. Holy cow! When I was a kid, I was so in love with her. I also was so in love with Jada Pickett Smith on uh, when she was on A Different World. Oh my gosh! You couldn't tell me nothing bad about Jada Pickett mm-hmm. before she became Will Smith's wife. Oh mm-hmm. my gosh! Oh, and still to this day, she's still right. Um, who else? Of course, Carrie Fisher, Princess Leia. Right. He did kind of say TV shows, but we'll, we'll oh, take it from TV. I mean, well then, because I was gonna say, I was gonna say, Alicia Silverstone is the first that came to my mind, but that's technically a film. But you don't mind if we go film? You just mean our our, our youth crushes? Yes, I mean, I opened the rabbit hole. You guys feel free to jump right in. Well, you, Those are a, my three. Those are my okay. three right there. My first was uh, was Suzanne Summers on Three's Company. Now, when I was a little boy watching Suzanne Summers on Three's Company, she was doing things to me that I didn't, I didn't know what was happening to me. <laughs> and um, we were a religious family, and we, I sat down at the Shabbat. We would have Shabbat dinner on Friday nights, and I was eight years old, and I sat down at the Shabbat dinner, and um, I raised my hand because my dad was quite stern when it came to Shabbat dinner. And he said, go ahead, Zach. And I said, Dad, why does my penis get hard when I look at Chrissy from Three's Company? <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea that it was anything inappropriate to bring up at Shabbat dinner. Did you get dismissed from the table? No, to say my that? father instantly. St- everyone died. Started dying laughing, as you would. It was the. Fu- I mean, I really, you know, I didn't know what it was. I was like genuinely like, "Hello, father. I have a question. I'm having a physical reaction to Chrissy from Three's Company, and I would like everyone at the table to weigh in on what it might be." <laughs> <laughs> my whole life, my whole life, everyone in my family has joked about that story. The other, the other idea, uh, the other one that came to my mind right away when you said it was Nicole Eggert on Charles in Charge. Yes, absolutely. That was another one, yes. Nicole Eggert on Charles in oh, Charge. Oh, and Alyssa was, Milano. Who's Alyssa the boss? Milano, of course. Also, Joe from uh, Facts of Life. I had a weird thing for nah, Joe. Nah, Tootie, baby. We're, you tootie. were Tootie. You know, a lot of people are, you know, are Blair or Tootie. I was a Joe guy. Ah, uh, Interesting. But Nicole Eggert was just, I remember thinking, like, what are these feelings? <laughs> what are these feelings? Also, Linda Carter in Wonder Woman. There was a special episode. She'd spun around once, and she'd be regular Wonder Woman. There was a special episode or two where she would spin around a second time, and she'd be in a bathing suit, a Wonder Woman bathing suit. Well, she would spin around again, and then she'd have the bike outfit or... Oh, you I know. didn't. I guess I didn't watch all the episodes. I didn't know. How do you think she could tell her 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 magic? Like, hey, I need bike outfit. Hey, I, I need think, swimsuit. I think, it, I think it's just a power that that Wonder Woman has, where she, you know, she says, "This is the situation." Really, gear up. 
All right, so, so you're saying she's when she's spinning, she's telling her her magical powers. I need the regular outfit, or I need cyclist Wonder Woman, or yeah. I need bathing suit Wonder Woman. I don't even think she has to tell her power that. I think it does it automatically. The power just knows this is the yeah. situation. We're about this to go is- swimming. You don't need the cyclist uniform. Right. All right. Okay. I thought that, you know, hey. One more question. One more question. Okay. I was going to say, that reminds me of Quick Change from the NBA halftime show. It's Donald. You might, you might catch that one. I don't know what that is. What, did, what do you mean by quick change? It's a halftime show. This, this person just like puts a robe up, puts it down, different outfit. Robe up, robe down, different oh, outfit. Yeah, right, where it's like one of those pull-off things, right? Yeah, exactly. Do you, you have another question, uh, Joe Mooney? Don- you stumped Donald in NBA trivia. I just I don't go to – I haven't been to a lot of games in a while. There's a Chicago Bulls documentary going on. Are you watching that, Donald? I am watching it. I don't I know. It, listen, if Dan's any, watching listen, it, Dan's shaking his head furiously. I'm going to yes. tell you something. I think everybody's watching it because, first of all, when I was a kid, Michael Jordan, I, I think everybody can speak for how magical Michael, and you know, there's Magic Johnson, but then there was Michael Jordan. Right. I think for me, he was my idol growing up. You of know course. what I mean? You could say, we could talk Denzel, we could talk Harrison Ford, but, you know, the one that did it for real for every male. In America, maybe even the world was Michael Jordan. Right. That's that was done right. Like the basketball, the competitive spirit, the IQ to be able to turn all of that into money as well. Like just like Michael Jordan was everybody's hero, every young male's hero. That and also he made having a bald head cool. There were a bunch of people with bald heads before that. There was Kojak, there was Lou Gossett Jr., Mr. Clean. Well, yeah, Mr. Clean. There were a bunch of people who had bald heads before Michael Jordan. It wasn't until Michael Jordan that people with hair were like, you know what? I'm shaving this bad boy. So he was an inspiration for your bald head. Well, yeah, because he made it cool to be a baldy, to have a bald head. You know, there was a movie back in the day called The Wanderers, and the bad guys in the movie were called baldies. It's fucked up. And that sucked, dude. Yeah, it's fucked up. It sucked to, you know, when, when, if you didn't like the way your hairline was, you had to live with that. But Did you Michael ever try Jordan- the spray on stuff, by the way? Nah, man, nah, 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 nah. Because nah. when I saw those infomercials, I thought nah, maybe man, you nah, could nah, rock nah. that. No, 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 no. I'm going to get you some for Hanukkah. I've never dyed my head. I'm, you know what? I did. You know what? I, I take it back. Recently, I was doing this show, and I was putting uh, the, the dust. That's that the people, spray, right? Right. right. That, yeah. Not the spray, the dust. Yeah. Just dust, okay. That people use. And we, I was doing an interview for Us Weekly. And one of the co-stars from my show, who was very, who's very young, she must have been thirteen or fourteen at the time. She goes, you know, look at Donald's hair. Look how much hair he has. I've got a secret to tell. I didn't know that that was dust. I put my hand on his head and I pulled it away, and I had a bunch of like dust on my hand. To Us Weekly. Oh my God! <laughs> Did they print that? It made it to. It made it, but thank goodness it didn't go viral. I fell to the floor laughing so hard. Uh, I've never been more embarrassed in my life. So from that moment on, I was like, I'll never use the dust again. I'm never using the dust. Ron Papil, I think that was his name. He had a spray on hair. Remember, there was an infomercial. Yeah, it was in the Fabulous Baker Boys, too. All right, man. Well, thank you for your questions. You took yeah, take a, a, a trip down memory lane for our, our crushes. We yeah, digress. Again, you guys having me. Thank hey, Joe. Thank you. Thank you so much, and thanks for listening, and, uh, and, and thanks for being a fan of the show. We, we really genuinely appreciate it. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Joe Mooney! Thunderous applause, Dave. Thunderous applause. Thanks, guys. 
Tecovas are one of my favorite boot brands. They're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've made some innovations in comfort, style, and service. These boots are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. Whenever I slip on my Tacova's boots, I feel the cowboy magic, Donald. They're tough enough for getting dirty, but classic and stylish enough for a night out on the town. If you ever wonder if you can pull off cowboy boots, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas. You'll see. They'll become your new favorite footwear. Cowboys knew what they were doing when they invented Western wear. If you can't make it into a store, Tacovas delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit Tacovas.com. That's T E C O V A S.com and point your toes west. As a special opportunity for our listeners, Tacovas has said they will throw in one of their best selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 on Tacovas.com. Just use code REALFRIENDS at checkout. That's R E A L F R I E N D S. It's about a $30 value, and they sell fast, so there are always new styles and looks. Again, for a limited time, just enter code REALFRIENDS at checkout to add a free logo hat to your order as a one-time gift from Tacovas. only at Tacovas.com. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com/theshy to get a fifty percent discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July fourteenth. Subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply. Um, let's get back into the episode. Um, you know, at 11.05, I kind of, we kind of touched on this, but I thought it was a rare moment of Kelso actually practicing medicine. You never saw Kelso – I mean, can you think of another time? I'm sure there are. But, I mean, I, yeah, for me, well, I'm surprised that he's actually working on a patient. It's nothing you ever saw. Yeah. You know, I, I was discussing that earlier. 
the episode where we all lose a patient, Kelso's practicing medicine in that episode as well. And I and I touched on it in that episode. Whenever there was death in the hospital, when whenever the hospital, when whenever we were as characters against the odds of what the hospital could do to the patients, mm. Kelso was practicing medicine. Kelso's one of the heroes. Other than that, he is the obstacle. Yeah. Yeah, well, that was kind of cool. I, you know, it's, I, I didn't have much memory of uh, of Kelso actually saving a patient, and uh, and there it'll happen again when Dick Van Dyke's on the show as well. Oh, that's right. Fourteen seventeen. I laughed out loud when you go, baby. I was being a walrus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we call right back to that joke. We call the joke right back. Right. We call it back right away. See if you can name this film. Ready? It made me think of this. What oh, Breakfast Club, before you oh, even do it. come on, Club. man. You're ruining it for the fans. The fans know what the Breakfast Club is. No, but they might have wanted a little bit of a trivia game All on right, their go ahead, hike. Do it. Do, it, do on... it now, and then I'll pretend that I didn't know. No, and then I'll no. Say I don't want to edit your fuck-up. It's not my fuck-up. It's, want... it's, it's me knowing you as well as I know you, Listen. knowing that you're going to do. Yeah, you know, it's more you? like a married couple who who's like, you? I've heard this story a zillion <laughs> times. He's going to do Anthony Michael Holland Breakfast Club. <laughs> Fucking asshole. Listen, imagine you're listening to this and you're on your hike or you're on your treadmill or you're walking your dog or you're breastfeeding your kid and you go, ooh, Zach's going to give us a little trivia question. Donald ruins it. <laughs> If you have another trivia question about a walrus, I will totally wait for you to do this story. I got one. Okay, go ahead. Oh, no. it's a, uh, What's the name of the manatee that lives underneath the hospital? Oh. Is it walrus? No. no I don't know. It's Julian. Julian. <laughs> <laughs> um, 1452, the premiere of Wrong, 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 Wrong. Wrong wrong wrong, 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 wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. <laughs> You're wrong. He, does, he does that again, right? I just yeah. You know what's interesting? That. On the wrong clock, it's three. Oh, it's three o'clock on the wrong clock. Yeah, on the wrong clock, it's three. That's very clever that you figured that out. Is it? Oh, I, I, I never realized that the wrong clock was three o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of a weird fantasy thing. It's 1741 when you're operating on me, that you then look up into the lens as my bird's eye point of view. I thought that was sort of not something we did a lot of. That was kind of unique. Yeah, you know, it's a funny joke, too, is truth in the matter, whereas a lot of, a lot of people claim that when they're out and unconscious in the hospital and are going through whatever it is that they're going through, that they're not in their bodies, but they're standing over their bodies always watching. You hear that story a lot. Mm. And I believe, I could be wrong, I believe it was a call to that, you know? Maybe. And I'm just saying it was cleverly done. And then you you looked up into the lens. Again, I talked about how in the show we don't have too much in the lens looking. Actually, right. it happens twice on purpose in this episode. When Sarah, um, when the jokey thing where Sarah punches me and I turn right into the lens, kind of mm -hmm. like Raging Bull. And then, and then with you doing it up to the to the camera on the ceiling when I'm watching you operate. By the way, I thought that was a cool thing, just as a as a on a serious Turk note that they really sell in this episode that like all joking aside, Turks are really good surgeon, right. which I thought well, was cool. I think that was important for everyone to understand. Also, you know, the hospital in a lot of ways, the setting in the hospital is very jokey, and and these guys are it's it's a bunch of comic relief. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, these guys are very, very, very good at their jobs. Mm -hmm. And 
you know, as Bill talks about, it's important that you laugh with them and you cry with them, but you understand that they're very capable. Exactly. And I think for for me, watching the, rewatching the show now, this was a moment where Bill clearly wanted to hammer home, like, you know, JD's nervous, you know, he doesn't know how good a surgeon he is. And, and Bill really wanted to hammer home, like, no, no, Turk's a really talented surgeon. Right. And this it plays throughout the rest of the series also, you know, Turk becomes a superstar surgeon. Uh, him and, and the Todd, too, actually, believe it or not, is a very good surgeon. At 2021, you, did you stitch your initials into me? <laughs> <laughs> That's not important. <laughs> <laughs> and then I saw um, on the Scrubs wiki, they pointed out that um, on, on, in future episodes, you never see JD's scar uh, on all the times that he's uh, shirtless. Oh, that's interesting. Um, last, the last thing I wrote down, I don't know if you have anything else, was uh, I, I, think I, I, th- I think I improved the last thing. There was the Nina. Yeah, you did. I remember laughing so hard <laughs> at that, too. I remember, and I, and I laughed because I remember you having to sp- explain to me, no, those were the, the ships. Yeah. Because I was like, the, what the hell are you the, talking about? Wasn't it the Nina, the Pinta, and the Santa Maria? The Santa Maria, yeah. Joelle's nodding. Nice. Also, see, there, see, elementary school paid off. It did. There was something that you stated uh, your character states when we're all walking into the bar about how when you work with people, you become family with them. And I just thought while watching that, I was like, holy cow, you know, we worked together long enough that we all became a family. You know what yeah. I mean? Where, yeah. you know, I look at Sarah and Judy as my sisters. I look at you and Bill and John C. McGinley as my brothers. You know what I mean? And I still cherish to this day, I cherish the moments that we spent together. And if you're ever able at any moment in time to just be in the moment and not worry about what's going to happen in the future or what's happened in the past, if you're surrounded by people you truly love, you're so lucky and blessed. And that's what the end of the show is saying. You know what I mean? It's saying, you know, you're going to you're going to meet a bunch of people in life and at some point you're going to rely on other people besides yourself. And if you're lucky to have those people who will really step up for you, you're genuinely lucky. And so Yeah. I feel very lucky to have made this group of friends. You know, it's very rare on a project to come away with such lifelong friends. Mm-hmm. And uh and uh, I think that's where, that's part of the fun of this going back is just, you know, I mean, I, I find myself just smiling thinking about seeing Johnny the other day or seeing Judy and, and, and looking forward, of course, to doing this with you. And then I'm texting Bill about something. I'm like, when are you coming back on? He's like, anytime you want. And I don't know. It's kind of like getting the family together every week. It's great. It, it really is cool. You know what I mean? And, and, and just knowing that we cared about each other and still care about each other so much that we just show show up for each other, even just to talk for an hour and a half. I think especially during this time, uh, I find myself really longing for human connection and reaching out to friends and family. And, uh, you know, when we, we planned to start doing this, you know, COVID hadn't, hadn't hit yet. And, and now that we're doing it in, in quarantine, I don't know. I think it's more special than I, it probably would have been because there's this, we, we both have this natural instinct to want to connect and relate and look back with love. Yeah. And it's all love. That's the, it's all that's love. The, it's all love. So love to all of you who are listening. Uh, this is uh, a lot of fun. And uh, please keep hitting us up on our social media. We, we love hearing from you. Um, we love uh, the response. It's been, been really fun. 
And if you want to ask a question, you can write an email to scrubsiheart at gmail.com. We want to thank uh, Dan and Joelle who make this show possible. Absolutely. And, we also uh, want to thank all the people that we say it almost every week. We want to thank all of you on the front line. We want to yeah. thank all of you that work uh, essential jobs that are out there risking your life every day to protect us and to get these things done. You are appreciated. You are much appreciated. And, yeah. You know, Godspeed. And, uh, and stay safe because this is, uh, this is still going on. I know people are getting tired of it, but uh, stay safe. Stay home. And on that note, kick it, Wilder. Here's some stories about showing me about dogs and dogs and nurses and a general day. I said his story that you all should know. So gather around you. Did you know that 46% of us don't take all our vacation days? Even though it's been proven that taking time off to play makes us more productive. In California, no matter where you go, you'll find play. Explore a redwood forest, immerse yourself in art galleries, or just park yourself in a beach chair and chill. Play is everywhere in California, so take some well-deserved playtime off and discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Hey guys, I've been telling you about how we are big fans of Tacova's boots. Heritage, tradition, quality, comfort, style, and service are some of the best features of Tacova's. But now they also have a gift for our listeners. Tacova's will throw in one of their best selling trucker hats or ball caps free with a minimum purchase of $100 at tacovas.com. Just use code REALFRIENDS at checkout. That's R E A L F R I E N D S. That's T E C O. V-A-S.com and point your toes west. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.